They say a picture is worth a thousand words, then how are we tied down to just one? I'm not a label, and neither are you. Welcome to a space of creative freedom, where you and I get to be exactly who we are. Join me as we uncover the layers and discover ourselves on a deeper level. Thank you so much for showing up. I hope you enjoy this. All right, let's All right. do it. <laughs> Welcome to Not A Label, the podcast. I'm your host, Avi Adjwani, and I'm here in a conversation with my friend Pearl John, all the way from Dubai. I'm super excited to have her on board and to call her my friend would be an understatement. This woman has been able to see not only the truth in me, but in so many people. And uh, I feel like that's her natural gift. She just sees people for who they truly are and she hugs them with acceptance. She hugs them with their love. And she has a fun way of doing this. She will definitely make you laugh in this conversation. She will definitely make you even cry. Um, but I'm super excited to have her on board and just share her vibe with you today and uh, get talking. So tell me, B, how are you? How's everything over there? What's up, everyone? Hi. So how's it going? How's uh, everything in Dubai vibing? How's Good. you been the past few Good. months? Good. Obviously, you know, everything's kind of slowed down because of COVID, but um, people in Dubai are pretty much just as active, still doing what they want to do, work still good. Um, you know, everyone's just trying to remain positive, I guess. So what is it that you do in, in Dubai? So we, okay. just to give you guys a heads up, me and Pearl, or me and P, that's how I like to call her, met in a communications agency where we were sort of stepping into our feet into the industry and she was finding her way in the PR area. I was finding my way in the social comms area. And that's how we created this bond and friendship. But show yeah, us so a little bit about. Abby and I basically started at a communications agency together. And um, from that agency, we started working at another communications agency And I got, kind of got him on board. And uh, I guess at that second agency, our friendship just, you know, flourished. We got to know each other on a crazy level. It was honestly a roller coaster ride of a friendship and an experience. Um, it was just super, super fun. And we got to, you know, really, really get to see Dubai through fresh eyes together. I guess that's what bonded us because we got to see different parts of the industry and the industry that I'm talking about in particular is the communications, arts, F&B, hospitality, all the glitz and the glam of Dubai together. We stepped into it together, which was crazy. Hold on, my dog's going crazy. Let me let him in. Okay, anyway. so we have Pearl's dog with us in the conversation now too. That's awesome. Yeah, say hi, Napes. Don't judge him licking my bed sheets, by the way. That's normal. That's okay. He's, so you so you were saying we both got into the communications industry yeah, together. We, we basically kind of, you know, stepped into the glitz and glam of Dubai together. Um, I feel like as two, like Avi, I'm a little bit older than Avi, but we had the exact same experience. We were babies in the industry and I'm not trying to turn around and be like, I'm a titan now because I'm still a baby, but... You know, I mean, that was four years ago. It was crazy. But yeah, since then, we've always kept in touch. Um, you know, <clears throat> Avi has helped me uh, unconsciously in times of my life. And I feel like I've done the same for him. 
so that kind of bond, you know, it sticks with you. 100%. Honestly, it warms me that you say that because for me, you were that taste and that pinch of reality that I couldn't see or feel anywhere else in Dubai. Personally, moving there from Gran Canaria, a place full of warmth, and it's a small island, you know, we have this very homely, um, we share very homely values and beliefs. And then coming all the way to Dubai and being overwhelmed by the city, by the community, by being in the communications uh, industry with all the influencers, the whole PR background and all of that. It was really refreshing to meet someone like you that gave just that taste of reality. You know, you were, you were really real. That's it. That's all I would say to you. Oh, thanks, Abby. I love you. But like, honestly, like, when we go back and speak about the industry that we're from being in PR, meeting people, I feel like you've got to have that mask on for every single person you meet, because you're trying to get something out of someone ultimately, you know, whether it's meeting media people or meeting influencers. I, there were so many times at some of my jobs that I was told to act a certain way or, you know, to polish my mask and you know be more refined or whatever and I could never just fucking do that I was just so me and you know what I'm like and I think you know despite people telling me to do that me being completely and utterly myself worked the best for me and then eventually like my boss at the time someone who I still look at as such a mentor he and such a, you know, big, someone who created an impact in my life, someone I really looked up to, he turned around and said to me one day, he was just like, maybe you're for that market. And then I realized I was like, shit, I am for a certain type of market in Dubai and it does exist. Although Dubai might have all that, you know, <clears throat> glitz and glam or whatever it does, you know, hold a lot of real ass people there are people who, you know, are just authentically themselves. And, you know, sometimes you're lucky enough to meet those people like how I did you or how we, we had Chris and, you know, how I met Flo. Some pe- sometimes you just vibe with people. 100%. I love that you brought up Chris and Flo. If you're listening right now, we're both of you are sending you a warm hug. And uh, <laughs> just the fact that they've been mentioned is awesome. And yeah, honestly, I agree with you. You know, there's there's two types of people walking into a room. There's the kind of person in Dubai or I feel anywhere in the world, you know, that is trying hard to be a version of themselves to fit in, you know, to sort of make everyone else have a smile on their face and would even satisfy that that boss that you were talking about earlier, you know, would satisfy the idea of that projection of you that should be walking into that room and behaving a certain way. But then there was you. And I remember walking into a room with you and how naturally people were just drawn to the way you spoke to them, you know, just uh, your aura, your smile, your being, and just the laughter. (laughs) No, but like, you know, I just feel like there's so much of, we need to act a certain way. We need to do certain things to like get things off people. It's just... I get that this industry is a lot of fluff, but I also feel like there's an element of truth to it. I feel like a lot of people you meet, you know, because the industry is so small, you get to know each other and then those barriers are broken down and then 
you really see people and ultimately everyone in the industry kind of is facing the same problems and is all the same. We all have the same, you know, pet peeves in the industry, the same kind of things that piss us off. And like, it's crazy because as much as I'm like, sometimes people are like, you know, you, it's like too much for me. It's getting too much where, you know, you have to keep putting on a new mask on for new people that you meet. I feel like at the end of the day, we're all, of, we're all kind of in the same boat, which is why when I meet people, I'm, I do it so authentically because it's like, yeah, I, your mask could be great and it could be completely foolproof, but it's not. We all have the same issues. Like no matter what walk you come from in life over here, you're an, you're an expat just like everyone else which is another thing that I think brings all of us together and puts us all in the same boat. <clears throat> so being you feel from abroad, me? Yeah, yeah, 100%. Being from abroad created that sense of empathy that we were all sort of a part of something and at the same time of nothing. You know, there's this sort of community exactly. feeling. And like another thing people fail to forget is that it's not just in Dubai, in the world, everything everything like mark my words everything is fucking temporary so you might as well just have fun whilst you're doing it word word up my right i mean the amount of times we'd go into events and i don't know what do buck jody in the corner <laughs> i don't know what <laughs> we did but like you might as well just have fun doing it we had the best time doing it though we had the best time just being ourselves yeah. and and we did a good job as well. We did a freaking amazing yeah. job at whatever we did, you know? We were professional, yeah, we but always keeping it suave. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. So, keeping it real? Yeah, keeping it real, 100%. And going to that, I, I actually want to ask you, like, how do you do it to balance out the professional with the personal? You know, how are you... How is it to actually have a personal life in a city like Dubai or anywhere, you know, that's bustling and hustling like like Dubai well honestly I'm still trying to find my balance with that um you know I'm gonna just be completely real um I personally just got out of something a relationship that was seemed long term and um you know I think once you find something real and that feels like home you start putting all your eggs in that basket. And I think that's a mistake that a lot of people do in Dubai. Cause like I said, one of the great things is that things are seem temporary, but one of the biggest falls of being somewhere here as well is that things are so temporary. So once you meet someone you could potentially have a forever with as stupid as that sounds, like I know how corny that sounds, but once you meet someone like that, I couldn't personally find a balance with it. I put everything into that. And, you know, I was saying to you like before where when I got really invested into my relationship, I kind of neglected my other relationships. Um, so I'm still trying to find the balance with that. Um, obviously that's over now. And, you know, I'm trying to nourish those other relationships that I kind of neglected but one thing I will say is that it's very hard to find that balance for someone like me because I'm an all or nothing type of person when it comes to work when it comes to relationships when it comes to anything I'm all or nothing and that's really bad <laughs> like I used to be like oh great that's so good I give everything everything like I give 
things that I'm interested in my all but you're not nothing in life is meant to be like that you're not meant to give your all to every single thing like that you are in love with no matter what it is this podcast you know your girlfriend your boyfriend your husband your kids you're nothing nothing you are never meant to give your all to anything and I think that is a major lesson I learned over the last year and uh, something I'm still struggling to comprehend fully okay but yeah so so does that mean you go out and you sort of share half of you or like you put up a layer or a wall before sharing and before creating or you know delivering at work or in relationships or whatever no I am the type of person where I feel like it's kind of irrelevant to going out and meeting people like my all or nothing um, behavior has nothing to do with meeting people because like I said to you this could be a flaw this could be a plus point but I have never ever gone out like I can say with my hand on my heart gone out and been like I'm going to go out and plan what I'm going to say or I'm going to go out and try and be nice to this person because it's the senior editor whatever whatever like I've always gone out and be like I'm just going to be myself and have try and have a, make a good time with it like I feel like that has nothing to do with like me going out and meeting people like those are completely two different things but uh what I'm basically trying to say is I feel like you know, me being nearly 28 years old, I'm still 27. Like, I think one of the things that, you know, we need to accept and be okay with is the fact that it's okay. Like you get into relationships, you might, you know, fuck up some of your friendships along the way, but it's not the end of the world. And, you know, this toxic positivity that's been going around saying no you need to sit down and meditate and manifest and it's okay like you know try and make things right but you know I think that there's a lot of stigma around the fact that if you've gone through something go back out there meet new people you're not gonna get over it by like you know sitting at home and being sad I think that's bullshit like this line that people have come up with where you in order to get over someone you need to get under someone <laughs> like that's disgusting <laughs> I mean like no I couldn't agree just, more like if that's what you want to try go ahead and try it like I don't judge people for wanting to try and do that but let me just tell you something it does not work in order to actually like get over something and I'm not sat here saying I'm over everything that happened like in order to actually get over something, like the sad fact is you need to have those moments where you just sit in your room. You listen to the songs you don't want to listen to that reminds you of that person. You process all the things that happened. You ask yourself, you know, some people might blame themselves and then you ask yourself why you're blaming yourself. You have to go through that shitty process to actually see the light of day in the situation yeah feel it out to heal it out you know you gotta you gotta actually be there with your pain you the sort of running out and i don't know partying or getting on with someone else or filling up your cup with empty conversations and void is just a it's instant gratification it's it's that sort of temporary solution exactly and people in dubai are obsessed with that and I, I will tell you, being a kid born and raised here or whatever, 
instant gratification is just so accessible now. It's so accessible and it's easy to fall down that path, but it just doesn't work. It doesn't serve you in any way. It really will not serve you in any way. You need to feel all that shit, whether it's, you know, going through trauma of a bad job or going through a breakup or whatever your situation may be, you need to actually sit down and feel it. And I'm not that type of, I mean, I didn't ever consider myself to be that type of person who would be like, you know what, I'm going to stay home for a couple of days and deal with what I want to deal with. But at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter what kind of person you are. The process is the same for all of us. If you truly do want to heal. I know I completely agree. And there's so much, as you're speaking now, there's so much stigma attached to the whole like, men don't cry or like if you don't help yourself out when you're feeling sad or when you're feeling low you're sort of weak you know but being there for yourself in that Mm -hmm. moment where you need to feel it through is actually your is when you're being the most courageous and you're actually owning up to strength like you're actually facing pain and it's not an easy thing to do which is why instant gratification comes through in the form of anything you know checking your facebook for too long being on instagram for too long posting photos to get likes and feel like you're loved you know because everyone's sort of seeking to be loved but the real form is the one you give yourself right when when you're when you're with yourself through all of it yeah and let me just tell you something it's it might be the realest but it is also the hardest, hardest, hardest love to get, which is self-love. Trust me, like now after getting out of everything that I've gotten out of and having to, you know, I, I've met people in, throughout the journey of getting out of my relationship who have really, really, really come up as mirrors. Like they've showed me the things that I need to be doing in life. And these women have really impacted me. And I've just thought to myself, wow, it's time to like really start loving myself. And it's the hardest thing to do. It's easy to love someone. It's easy to love a job. It's easy to love a guy. It's easy to love a girl. It's easy to love things. The hardest thing to possibly do is to love yourself. Like I'm being real. Like I don't even know where to start. Like, you know, there are things that I want to start. And then I, I think to myself, you know, I really want to do this. I love it. And I feel like it's so me. And then on the other side, like in the other side of my head, I'm like, well, I actually want to start this when I have a little bit more money or when I get to my goal weight and when I look a certain way. But damn, it's really hard to love yourself. It's it's really, really a feat. But do you feel like that's the battle? If Call it that way, maybe a battle or call it the struggle or call it the process that you sort of have to go through in order to tap into your fullest self a hundred percent I don't think that you can really do things up to the best level no matter what it is until you love yourself like you cannot do anything to its best level until you love yourself no matter what that thing is and that doesn't necessarily mean oh you shouldn't start that podcast if you don't love yourself It's just love yourself enough to start. Just like you need to give yourself pieces of love until you feel it whole. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. 100%. 
And it does, it, it starts in small doses, just how anything else does. You know, you, you, I can't go all or nothing with this. And I guess that's the reason I'm struggling with it so much because I'm not used to doing things, you know, eventually. For me, I'm finding it hard, hard to grasp because it's like, I need to do th- this day by day. This is going to be a process, just like losing weight. You know, I could starve myself and be like, okay, get on the scale and be like, have I lost any weight? That's not how it works. It takes time. It takes dedication. It takes effort. You need to sit there and eat the green stuff and go for your runs and do the weight training. And that's the same with self-love. You need to, you know, wake up in the morning, tell yourself you love your body and, you know, do things for yourself and go take your body out and do a workout and, you know, sit and pray or meditate or whatever you want to call it. It takes time and it takes these small gestures to eventually lead to fully loving yourself. And I think like the most important part to recognize out of all of this is that if you've taken that first step where you just sit yourself down and be like, okay, it's time to start loving myself. That is a step in itself. It's awareness. And the start to anything fucking amazing is just being aware. You're halfway there. You know what I mean? I, I always say that as well to, to my friends as well. And, and I feel like me and you might have had these conversations in the past as well, that definitely step one towards starting anything is drawing awareness into the fact that you want to do it. And then step two is when you're ready to take action. You know, to take yeah. those small steps, like you said, go mm-hmm. by the park or look at yourself in the mirror and say something beautiful to yourself because it, it makes me think of the thing that you were saying earlier, the sort of like you can go all in into everything. But I feel like the only thing that you can fully go all into is yourself. You know, if you got to invest somewhere, yeah. invest in yourself, that's a, the safest best bet. Yeah. Yeah. But like, you know, I know a lot of people or people that might hear this might be like me, where I'm, I have a lot of resistance towards things. I'm not like you where I'm fully like, oh, let me go sit in the park and manifest and meditate. Like, you're so easy and chill to do that. Whereas I would, if I was sat in a park doing that, I'd be like, what am I doing here? This is (laughs) fucking weird. People are watching me. But like, you know, there are other ways to do it. Like if you want to sit outside in the balcony, have a cigarette and listen to some good music and just think of good things, that sit there and be grateful for everything that's happened in your life. You don't have to, there's not one way to do it. Like, I think there's a lot of stigma attached to the fact too. Oh, in order to be spiritual, I need to sit under a tree and eat air <laughs> in the sun. Like, no, it, you don't have to fucking do that. Like, you can just like sit there and be grateful for the things you have. And like, that's another thing that, you know, I'm trying to do more of because I'm not, I feel like I have a lot of resistance towards these things because I've been brainwashed to think that, oh yeah, in order to be spiritual, you need to sit there and stare at the sun for three hours and I don't know, repeat to Om. But no, you don't have to. <laughs> like there's so many different ways to do things. Yeah, you have to find, so you've sort of created your own way and you've made yourself 
it's about being okay with your own process. It's about being okay with your own method. It's yeah. not about replicating what this guru or that mentor or this person says to you. It's about finding your own sweet spot. Exactly. Finding your umami. <laughs> okay. Love that. Love that. <laughs> wink, wink. Um, wink. <laughs> <laughs> Another point that was coming to my mind a lot when you were talking about loving yourself is, do you feel like loving yourself is also accepting yourself? Do you feel like it comes hand in hand? A hundred percent. You know, I feel like a lot of girls in particular, I mean, guys probably do this too, but speaking from a girl's perspective, especially somewhere, someone who's not exactly one of where I want to be in life. There's so many times I turn around and tell myself, oh, I'm going to like, I, I love myself enough to know that when I reach 50 kgs, I'm going to be the most stunning, amazing, beautiful thing. But it's like, whether I'm 50 kgs or 75 fucking kgs, like I'm still the same person. And you need this again, this brings me back to the point of it needs to happen in doses. So, you know, at 75 kgs, give myself maybe like five ml of love and then increase it daily until you start feeling it properly. Like it does not happen overnight and you can't start loving yourself when you reach that goal or when you make that million dollars. It needs to happen now. It does not matter what, where you're at, what you're at, what so. you have. You know, it's just like, you know, manifesting things. If you believe in manifesting things, when you want that car and you're sat there driving your Toyota Camry and you want that Mercedes G-Class, you don't sit there and be like, I have a Toyota Camry. I'm so sad. You sit there in your Toyota Camry and you're like, I love this car, but I can so, I fully know that by this time I'm going to have this car instead. That's how it feels like no matter what situation you're in, you need to just be grateful that you're even in that situation. There are girls I know who have nothing, who aren't lucky enough to have their own apartments or are so obese they can't move or they have diabetes or, you know, people who have no money or whatever. But like, you need to start small, even though it, which brings me to the point of faking it till you make it. Like, <laughs> even if you don't really feel it, you got to believe that you feel it. Does that make sense? No, 100%. Saying- yeah. I agree. Like you step into that person that you're aiming to become and you sort of cut the distance between you and that person. And that's sort of faking it till you make it. I like to call it be it till you make it. I've sort of transformed that ever since I moved out of Dubai. Yeah, fake has a lot of negative connotations to it. So be it till you make it makes a lot more sense. But I completely relate to what you're saying, you know, where you step into that person and you step into that zone where you would love yourself, where you would admire yourself, where you would step into your power and walk into every single day, knowing that you're being authentic and, and instead of aspiring to become that, you be it. Mm A hundred percent. You just be it. And it's so much easier said than done. Listen, I'm sat here saying all this, but like, you know, there've been days where I've just been like, what am I even doing? And it's so easy for us to sit here and have this conversation. But like I said, it's not going to happen today, tomorrow or a week from now. This process that I'm going through, and I am pretty sure a lot of people are going through their own processes. Don't like feel shit when you are feeling like when you are down in the dumps, it's fine to feel down in the dumps. And it's fine to give yourself a couple of days to you know, 
be in that rut, but it's important. It is imperative to know that you need to pull yourself out of it because it's so easy to get sucked into that rut. And I guess that's what defines you as a person. That is what will ultimately make or break you if you don't, or if you pull yourself out that rut or if you get you know, stuck in it. So if you were to share with people listening right now, a tip or something that you do to help yourself sort of suck yourself out of that rut, what would that be? Well, one is, you know, I'm so grateful that I've got such a strong support system. I have got such a strong support system. And, you know, even if I decided I didn't want to pull myself out of this rut, these people would hunt me, find me, pull me by my hair and take me the fuck out of it. That's number one. Number two is sometimes I don't like to tell those people what's going on in my life because as loud as of a person I am, there's some things that I just don't speak about because I hate, I hate confrontation. I don't like, like, it's crazy because someone like you wouldn't expect someone like to me, me to be private, but there's something that I'm private about, but the way I managed to pull myself out of that rut, if it's not for these, this support system is I'll give myself a day. I'll put a deadline on it like a project. So I'll be like, okay, Pearl, this weekend, order a piece of cake, get a bottle of whiskey, do whatever you want, sit in bed and watch anime all weekend and cry and don't like just stay in your PJs and chill the fuck out. I love you. But as soon as, soon as you wake up that Saturday morning, just before the week starts, get up, make your covered, you know, go through all your makeup, clean your brushes and that's therapeutic to me that's how i start you know cleansing myself cleansing outside in so that's a tip that i would recommend doing is that you know your surroundings are a reflection of what you feel on the inside so something i would suggest is start marie condoing whatever you want like just start organizing shit because that really focuses me um another thing that i would say is it's crazy, but sometimes when I speak to someone that I don't know very well, I will call up a friend that I haven't spoken to in months, or I'll call up someone who doesn't really know me, and I will speak to them about my situation. I know that defeats the whole perfect pur- purpose of being private, but sometimes I like hearing, it's almost like hearing a stranger's opinion on things. It really, really does make you look at things from a different perspective and if you don't have that support system which I'm lucky enough to but if you don't it's fine to like you know call someone random who you just know is a good person you just have that intuitive feeling like I just know this person's good and I'm going to call them and talk to them about my issues sometimes that really really helps like you don't understand like I said when I was going through all this and at the job that I was previously at I met these two girls these two girls come from completely different walks of life. But I met these two people who really showed me thing, various things that I was missing in my life, but it wasn't, it wasn't a negative feeling. It, it felt refreshing. It felt like I had met mirrors. I looked at these girls and they showed me things that I could be doing and that I should be doing. And it made me want to be better. And these are strangers that I have nothing in common with. But 
that's why sometimes it's nice to get a stranger's opinion on things. I love you that. With. It's crazy how we can be vulnerable with strangers easier than those that know us from our childhood. I mean, yeah, like sometimes you can and sometimes you can't. It really just depends what the situation is. But in every situation, there is an answer. There is a way to solve it. There is a way to pull yourself out that rut. As long as you know that you need it is so critical to know that you need to get out of it. You need to put a deadline on it. And like, I think the top line above everything that I've just said needs to be, you need to know when to pull yourself out. Just like sex. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so why do you feel like you sort of know that you need to get out of it? What, what makes you know? Do you feel that you need to come out? Responsibilities. I turn around and look at someone like my father and feel like, does he deserve love? I would say, I wouldn't even say responsibilities because that has a pressuring connotation on the word, on, on the situation, responsibilities. I would say love as corny and as cheesy as that sounds. I would say love when you love other people and you know, I know they say you shouldn't live for other people. You should live for yourself. I think that's bullshit. I think some of the fun parts of life is living for people you love. And that's what helps me. Like my looking at my dad, hearing my dad's voice or speaking to my mom or speaking to my little sister or speaking to Chris or speaking to people I love who I know need me. That helps me pull myself out as well. That makes me realize I need to snap out of this. Like, okay, I'm going to give myself these days because I'm human. I deserve it. It's okay for me to feel. But there are people who need me too. And I think that love ultimately is, makes me makes me want to put a deadline on it because it's like, okay, I need to get back to people that I love. That's amazing because there's either self or service and you choose to be there for them as well, mutually, right? Yeah, exactly. But... Right. No, I'm not saying completely disregard yourself. I'm saying give yourself the time. But there are people in, in your life who need you. Yeah, 100%. There is a responsibility. Like, you know, people who, who stay in ruts, there's something like, I understand that some people are depressed and have chem chemical imbalances in their brain. And I'm not going to touch on that because I'm not a doctor. I'm not a psychologist. But I will say that it's a privilege to stay in a rut. It really is a privilege because people who aren't privileged, I'm not privileged, need know that they have responsibilities and that they can't be stuck in ruts for months on end. I will say that sometimes being in a rut feels like a privilege. Um, not a good one, obviously, because you know, one of you're not like, oh yeah, it's like inheriting money. Like I'm so happy to do this run. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, it's horrible. It's horrible. But um, I do feel like when you love someone, you've got responsibilities. That's when you know that I need to put a deadline on this. This shit can't continue forever, and nothing in life does. Hundred percent. I love that. That's awesome. Thank you so much for joining today, P. I love talking to you and. 
Sorry that I rambled. <laughs> no, I loved it. Like I loved unfolding so much of you and that you shared. You just shared from your core. You kept it real as always. Thank you. Thanks, bro. Love you. Love you.